Bend. I'm your host, Brittany. This is my co-host and sister, Kaylin. Hello. And it's episode number... Oh shit, 31. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So today we took a request from my sister-in-law, Mariah. And we're doing uh, weird cults. Yeah, weird, strange. Weird religious movements. Yeah. Weird cults. 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 Yeah, you know, they probably don't think they are cults, but they sound... Culty? Quite culty. And hey, you know what? Good for them, I guess. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. (laughs) Mine's mine's a little... A little different. (laughs) Yeah, mine's... It's interesting. Um... Well, I have no personal experience with cults. I'm just kidding. Oh I my god! <laughs> like, when the fuck did that happen? Uh, yeah, no, I am not particularly religious, so it's really hard to pull pull the shade over my eyes. Um, I mean, but cults don't necessarily have to be. I guess religious. No, you're right. I mean, they all have some kind of core belief. Yes. Um, but uh, I just remember when I took, uh, oh god, whatever psychology class it was and we talked about, I think it was social psych, which is basically cults like go after people who um, need a sense of like belonging. Mm-hmm. Maybe don't have, maybe like a rough family life. Yeah. You know, shit like that. So, uh, and I mean, you know, whatever. If you find your home and you're happy and healthy, then great. But, uh. I don't know. Anytime anybody says cult and think of, um, what's that douchebag's name? From Texas. (sighs) The whole Texas ordeal. The commune? I think his name was like David. I just watched a fucking documentary about it too. Are you talking about the that commune where they like were shooting at the police? Yeah. Yeah, that was like a commune thing. That was culty though. I mean, I feel like I because know, a lot of these people were very impressionable. The Manson family, I would definitely consider a cult too, because he definitely took advantage of people who were. Oh, he sure did. Uh, yeah. incredibly uh, naive and incredibly impressionable really needed a sense of belonging um, but yeah I don't know and I don't like people enough to let them convince me to do things I just don't like people alright any uh, well any spooky creepy happenings in the I don't past? know if you would really call this spooky or creepy I just kind of feel like it's my life now So I started school on Monday of this last week, and I opened up my computer and, like, signed in for, like, the first time to actually do my schoolwork, because it opened up on Monday. Mm -hmm. We weren't allowed to, like, really, like, touch it until the modules actually opened up. Mm -hmm. And I got a whiff of Papa sitting at my computer. Oh, weird. And the last time I got a whiff of Papa, it was when I first started my job. Oh, interesting. And I feel like it just is one of those things that's going to happen every time I start a new 
phase in my life or a new yeah. exciting thing. Interesting. But well, that's yeah. fun. I don't think it was like really creepy and just But yeah, I don't think I've had anything creepy happen. Yeah. I don't know. I've been working a lot again. There's a lot going on. There's a lot going on, I feel like. And I need to remember to take a fucking day off. So, um, yeah, because I have a second job and it's a podcast. And uh, I've been late getting our last two episodes out. Oops. It's okay. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> like, we're now. They forgive us. Tuesday, Wednesday podcast and not a Monday one. <laughs> all uh, four listeners are all right. Yeah, you know. They'll survive. They're, they're fine. They get the notification on Spotify when it pops up. Yeah. Um,. All right, well, uh, shall we dive in? I said I was going to make it my thing, and it sounds cheesier the farther in. Farther we, well, just the way you say it, though. Shall we dive shall in? We? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. no, you got to say the shit with confidence. Like, we diving in. <laughs> All right, well, for today, I chose to do... Ryalism, also known as Ryalinian. Well, nope, nope. Ryalinism. Are you sure? I mean, I'm... you look very unsure right now. <laughs> well, the e unsure. has like two dots over it, and I don't know what that's supposed to sound like. Uh, anyway, but the, all the pages say not to be confused with realism. It's Ryalism. Anyways. Okay. All right. Moving on. Uh, Starting off strong, as usual. Um, So it is a uh, religion that is based on aliens. All right. (laughs) And it was founded in the 1970s in France by Claude Vorillon. Vorillon? Vorillon? And he is now known as... Just say it with confidence. It'll sound I am not confident. (laughs) I'm not confident. And then I don't want people commenting being like, wow, you're an idiot. You think you know how to spell things or pronounce things. And I absolutely do not. So That's okay. Uh, yeah, anyways. So <laughs> he is now known as Rael. Surprise, surprise. Um, it is say. considered like by in like the world of religion as a new religious movement. So it's, it is recognized as a religion. Mm-hmm. And it is formed like formally like in formal settings known as the international raelian movement or irn or the raelian church so the founder claude warhillon claude 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 uh or rael um he used to be a musician and he actually uh, produced, like, a, I guess, pretty well-known hit single. Oh. Um, he also was a um, sports car and racing journalist. And he had his own magazine in 1971 called, called Auto Pop. Um, but eventually, he uh, seen some things and decided to go in a very different direction with his life and... Uh, yeah. I would say. So, uh, Rialism, um, 
believes that a extra an extraterrestrial species known as the Elohim were oh, Jesus Christ that an extraterrestrial species known as the Elohim created humanity using advanced technology. It believes that the Elohim have been mistaken for gods. So any any god you can think of or prophet or anybody so like Christian god or Buddha or oh I totally went with like Zeus. Yeah. And, yeah. Oh, okay. Yes. Like anybody uh that was actually the Elohim and that was people taking the story in the wrong direction. I feel like most stories are taken in the wrong direction. <sighs> yeah. But that's for a different hmm. time. Um so yeah, and so basically uh realism rejects the existence of the supernatural, which is funny because aliens are considered supernatural. <laughs> um and then they also endorse atheism or rejecting the idea that gods exist because they don't. It's aliens. Mm. Um, <laughs> so basically, um, it says that throughout history that the Elohim have created about 40 Elohim human hybrids who served as prophets preparing humanity for news about their actual origin. Um, among these prophets are Buddha, Jesus, and Muhammad, and then of course, Rael himself. He is the fortieth and final prophet. It's convenient. I'm sorry. Sorry, <laughs> you shouldn't laugh. So it is obviously they people call it a UFO religion, a UFO movement, um, and it is probably the largest UFO-based religion in existence. Um, you know, at least it's just, like, alien-based, I guess. Unless it gets weirder. It gets a little weird. Oh, okay. And this, again, guys, we try to keep this short and sweet. Like, there's a, there's a lot of stuff that I, I just tried uh, oh, to skim I, the surface. Y'all are getting a nice brief overview dude i had to cut so much shit out it's because mine went into so much yeah. like weird detail not even like detail that like yeah it's a lot oh rael states that the word elohim um which is used for god in the old testament is actually the plural term um which translates to those who came from the sky uh individual members of the Elohim are called Eloha. Um, not Eloha. A-E-E-L-O-H-A. Eloha. And so he says that these aliens gave him the name Rael, um, which they derived from Israel, and he translated it to the meaning to meaning the messenger of those who came from this guy. This isn't like a proven translation. This is this guy's own made-up translation. I mean, that's what it says. Okay, continue. I mean, I, you know, I copied and pasted from the internet. You know? yeah, I know, I saw you. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, he described them as being physically smaller than humans, with pale green skin and almond-shaped eyes, and they are divided into seven different races. Um, but you'll never see 
an image of one because, conveniently enough, Rhyelians are forbidden from painting or sketching them. Um, their planet lies outside our solar system, but still within the Milky Way galaxy. And he, Rael, alleges that there are about 90,000 of them on their planet and that they are quasi-immortal. Um, they do not wear clothing. <laughs> said quasi Oh my god, quasi-immortal. Like, partially immortal. Yes, yes, yes. They are quasi-motos. They're all, yeah, they're all deformed. They live in bell towers. And rescue goats. <laughs> I mean, that wouldn't even be the weirdest thing, to be honest. No. Like, it, it wouldn't That's why be. I was gonna go with it at like, first. Cool. Perfect. Yeah. You did say they were a Sweet. little bit smaller than, you know, humans. Great. So yep. whatever. Hunchback, no problem. Uh, anyway. This did start in France, right? You see? <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> um... Maybe so, I'm not far off. <laughs> yeah, maybe not. Maybe Quasimodo was also a uh, prophet. <laughs> uh, so, they um they don't wear clothing, and they are all permitted to engage in free love with one another, and they have no sexual jealousy between them whatsoever. I doubt that. And that um most of them are actually very feminine in their mannerisms. Even though they are um, sexually free to do whatever they want, they are not allowed to procreate. And so they all undergo sterilization to make sure that they then do not- Then how is there 90,000 of them? We will get- we'll get to this. No we're gonna get- okay. we're gonna get somewhere. It doesn't make sense, but we get okay, there, okay? okay. Just, just follow along, follow along. Um, and uh, he also states that they are able to communicate with humans because they understand all human languages. Sweet. Um, so yeah, so he um, was found by the Elohim as he was walking along the uh, oh. fucking Milky Way galaxy. Like. No, the Puy de la Solas. Puy de la Sola volcanic crater in the Claremont-Ferrand mountains, and one of their spaceships appeared, and the aliens emerged. They asked him to return to them the next day and bring a Bible with him. And so, of course, he... Yeah, they asked for a Bible. And so, (laughs) of course, they... I I mean, I don't know. Sure. So they return... He returns the next day with the Bible, and over the next six days... Uh, they read through the Bible with him and um, explained the actual meaning of the stories in the Bible, saying that that's not God's, that's us. We did all of this. We made this possible. And basically um, revealed their heavy involvement in creating human history. Um, he says that he was contacted by the Elohim again on October 7th of 1975, and they took him aboard their spaceship that time and yeah. transported him to their home planet. He was offered six, I don't know what, a biological robot women. I don't know what that fucking means. A I don't bio- know how you're a biological robot, um, but sure. Uh Anyways, so, yeah, he was offered six of these biological robot women to have sex with. And then he watched the Elohim create his clone. 
and then he was taught the ways of sensual meditation. Um. Um. This is making me uncomfortable. (laughs) (laughs) But supposedly his story lines up with a lot of other abduction accounts. So what he's saying, even though how wacky it sounds, it fits in with other people's wacky stories. I mean, but he could have read other people's stories. You know, you know, who knows? All right, he, maybe he was abducted. Who knows? Right? We don't know. I believe in abductions. Well, yeah. So. But. I mean. I don't know. another time. I don't know if this guy has all the answers, but. <laughs> I guess it's a start. So, basically, um, they teach that um, about 25,000 years ago, the Elohim arrived and um, started, uh, you know, sticking their noses into Earth's history and transformed it. Transformed. No, shut up transformed it so that life could develop. So they came and prepared the earth so that human life could develop. They used their... So yeah, they basically... So do you think they're the ones that took out the dinosaurs so that human I mean, life could possibly. really develop? Anything's possible at this point. Um, That's the story I'm going with now. So... So... Rael says that these biological robots um have been like created and programmed by the Elohim and that like that's what have created humanity so we're all born of these biological robots I guess all right um and just say it you look very unsure, but just saying. Because I'm trying to like understand how to like make this not sound so clinical. Eh, um, like that. You just told me that humans have sex with fucking robots, dude. Like nothing makes I sense don't know. anymore. None, none of this. Um. Yeah. Anyways, so basically, this kind of states that like the. Elohim created like Adam and Eve so they were like the first two I'm guessing biological robots to create humanity and that they had originally created about seven human races modeling after the seven Elohim races but that um, all of the purple, blue, and green human races have died out. so hard to keep my composure dude uh yeah um so because humanity was created by the elohim uh people who follow realism reject darwinian evolution they uh preach creationism and intelligent design and um but they term it as scientific creation Oh, Jesus Christ. Scientific creationism. Creationism. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, because the Elo- Elohim are so scientifically advanced that, like, 
they're playing God with science, essentially. You know, I don't doubt that there is something out there playing God with scientific shit. I don't doubt that. I mean, if you're religious... If I were going to be religious, the way I would see it is... I know a lot of people, like, reject evolution or reject Mm -hmm. a lot of, you know, some science science stuff based on their religious beliefs. But to me, it's like, well, how do you not... How how can you be so certain that God didn't make somebody smart enough to create the scientific method and to learn about the earth around us? Like, how do you know... Mm-hmm. Like, God didn't put things here so you could find them and use them to your advantage. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. That's, I mean, if I was going to go for it, that'd be what I would think, but I don't know. I don't claim to know shit, so I, mm. I don't sit so uh, certain in my beliefs, I guess. I don't know. Anyway, I digress. Um, so, realists believe that since the, um, uh, bombing of Hiroshima, Hiroshima, I don't know how you, are you supposed to say that, in 1945, I think it's Hiroshima. I think it's Hiroshima, too. Uh, in 1945, uh, during World War II, that humanity has basically, um, put itself in an age of apocalypse in which it threatens itself with nuclear annihilation, which... That I agree with. Um, it makes no goddamn sense to set off a nuclear bomb when the fallout can reach. Like, nobody, who's going to win that? You know what I mean? I don't know. Whatever. Um, they argue that humanity must find a way of um, harnessing scientific and technological development for peaceful purposes. And that once we achieve this, that the Elohim shall return to Earth. And then they will share more of their technology with us and establish a utopia. Uh, They say that the human species must now choose whether to use science and technology to enhance life or to bring about complete annihilation. And um, they say that if humans can successfully get themselves out of this age of apocalypse... um, and then we will be able to create an era of advanced technology where um, society will be tolerant and sexually liberated. Uh-huh. So, obviously, um, Rael says that as the 40th and last prophet, he is the one destined to help lead hum- humanity away from its path of destruction. Okay, is this guy still alive? Uh, you know, I didn't even look. <laughs> I didn't even check to see if this guy's still alive. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe don't we should Google find it. out. Yeah, Google it real I'm quick while I'm reading. This. Um, so when, if we are able to achieve this peaceful age of technological advancement, um, the Elohim will return and they will bring 39 immortal prophets that they had previously sent to guide humanity. So they're going to bring all the prophets back with them when they come. Even Ryan. Who? No, I don't. He's no. the 40th. Man, I tried to type in his Rael still alive and it came up with the with what? the guy that played the ukulele. <laughs> oh, that's not him. 
No. <laughs> um, no. Oh, because it's spelled Israel. Um, anyway. So, uh, in order to prepare for the Elohim to return to Earth, uh, Rael has been trying really hard to, um, create and perfect, um, like an embassy so that they can come and visit. It needs a landing pad for their spaceship. He ideally would love it to be in Israel. However, he's not going to be that picky. Um, and uh, surprisingly enough, um, Israel wants kind of nothing to do with it. Uh, oh, surprise. But he is um, he wants it there specifically because the Hebrew people were the first to be contacted by the aliens. So naturally, they need to have the landing pad. He is, in fact, still alive. Oh, good. At a ripe age of 74 years old. Oh, he's not even that old. Nope. Hmm. All right, cool. Um, so he says that when the Elohim, uh, come back, that they will bring with them a new and improved political system on the earth, which will be a, um, single world government, uh, and that he terms a geneocracy or a rule of geniuses. So only geniuses are going to be politicians. <laughs> in the one world uh, just the one world the one world Damn rule it. Damn it. this doesn't sound uh, very fair <laughs> this isn't very so this is how democracy dies um anyways so uh raelians raelians engage in a daily meditation and they hope for um physical immortality through human cloning. They promote a liberal ethical system and they also have a strong em emphasis on sexual experimentation. Um, their followers participate in orgies. <laughs> you looked really uncomfortable when you said that word. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and they... Um, like to engage in non-traditional and non-monogamous sex acts. Um, apparently, engaging in free love helps them replenish their brain cells and expands human intellect. It is a form of meditation for them, and it allows them to communicate with the Elohim. So, um... Our dear leader, Rael, um, has made a uh, point of distributing condoms to school students and encourages them to engage in masturbation to promote the idea of erotic meditation. Uh, Which I mean, okay, okay. I mean, it's a really roundabout way to get to like a useful thing because. <laughs> There should be more access to condoms. No, this is true. No, it's controls. a very, very conflicting and argument. And they should teach more about maybe yes. hang out on your own before goofing off with somebody else. Yeah. Uh, Instead of just the, the big old abstinence. Which, yeah, we have lots of proof is not, um, actually Sorry. doesn't really work. So, yeah, I mean, I can do a like whole I said, segment on that too. The background, um, interesting, but we're getting to a good point, I suppose. 
They also have um, these young women called um, white angels and pink angels, and they are selected for their extraordinary beauty. The pink angels are the elite. They are the creme de la creme. And these are the ladies that take a vow of earthly celibacy, and they will hold on to their, I don't know, I guess virginity until they meet the Elohim. So they do not engage in any physical relationships, relationships with anyone, except, can you guess who? Good old Rael himself. So because he's half Elohim, they're allowed to uh, canoodle. You fucking just say canoodle, dude. Um, On our podcast. <laughs> and uh, the pink angels were actually... Um, Charlie's Angels. Featured. <laughs> no, they actually, okay. they posed with Claude or Rael um, in the in a October 2004 um, Playboy magazine. I was going to say Sports Illustrated, but no. Playboy works Playboy too. makes far more sense for this nonsense. Yeah, yeah you're right. You're right. Uh, yeah. So um, the followers of Raelism also believe that the human body is absolutely nothing to be ashamed about and that there should be more equality between men and women. Um, so basically it means if men can go topless in public without any issue, that women should also be able to as well. Okay, I'm down with so, that. They um, often protest uh, state laws that ban women from exposing their um, areolas or their nipples in public, and they like to create safe public environments for women that want to um, go topless. They also have or had a day called Go Topless Day, and it was a public parade of half-naked women outside um, Arizona State University, and they also paraded through New York City, and that happened in 2014. Holy shit. That was like... Um, so they also got some support from the free the nipple crowd. Um, however, obviously, um, public as a whole doesn't quite seem to be falling in line. Um, fucking, fucking public. Oh. Right. Uh, they are also concerned about other social justice issues uh, in other countries. They have set up an organization called Clitor Aid. Clitor- clitorade. Like Gatorade, but Clitorade? <laughs> I mean, it's an A-I-D, not an A-D-E. Uh, close enough. <laughs> um, so this basically uh, was set up to help um, the victims in African countries um, that are women who, in African countries, who fall victim to female genital mut- uh, mutilation. Where do I sign up? I mean, I guess, I don't know. Maybe you have to have sex with him. I don't know. You might want to be careful what you ask for here. Um, so the doctors and surgeons that work with clitoraid, clitoraid, uh use reconstructive surgery to rebuild the clitoris for the women who have been victims. Poor babies. Um, so obviously in our eyes, it's you know, considered humanitarian work, but um, other peoples in other countries kind of say that, oh, they're just promoting degenerate Western sexual notions um, in countries that don't have degenerate Western sexual customs. So, 
I mean... It, it sounds like they're doing more good than harm. Yeah. Like, they're freeing nipples. They're helping out women with reconstructive surgeries. Like, who yeah. the fuck cares if they have orgies? Like... <laughs> I mean, right, at this point, right? Um, But here's where we get to the, uh, you know, the uh, cloning that I mentioned earlier. So, in 1997, Rael also initiated clonade. <laughs> what the fuck? Can we come up with something a little bit more creative, dude? It's too late. Just a little. <laughs> Um, basically, it's an organization that does research in human cloning, and it is led by one of his senior Raelians, Bridget Bossier. Bossier. Oh my god. Boisselier. Oh, fuck. Um, in 2002, they alleged that they had successfully produced a human clone, a baby named Eve. Uh, however, nobody ever saw Eve or photos of Eve, so it got a lot of, uh, you know, media attention, but also a lot of, um, criticism, because nobody ever saw this. Ever. Um, so, basically, they're so interested in cloning because they reject the idea of the ethereal soul, so that, the idea that our soul survives after our bodies die. Mm -hmm. And they argue that our only hope for immortality is through cloning. Um, they say that the Elohim will clone and then recreate dead individuals, um, but only those that they feel merit being recreated. Oh, well, I'm not on that list. So they so. kind of believe in conditional immortality, so immortality for just a minority, and then oblivion for the rest. Well, it looks like I'm going to oblivion. Um, so, and they, they basically claim that, um, the resurrection of Jesus, uh, you know, like Easter, is, um, an example of the Elohim using cloning. So Jesus died and then they, they made a clone and he came out of the hole after three days, so. The rabbit hole? I don't know, wasn't he like in a cave behind a rock? And then he came back out? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Um, another thing that they are known for, and this is going to be the, my last thing, because I am, this is long. Uh, so okay. there's sim- my short, sweet, and to the point, so oh, we're good. Oh, sweet. We're good. <laughs> uh, their symbol? Oh, God. It, it's terrible. Their symbol is a, was, they changed it. It's been changed. Their symbol began as a swastika inside the Star of David. I, just, what the fuck? Um, mm-hmm. none, of, none of that makes sense. Anyways, so he said that that was the symbol that he originally saw on the hull of the Elohim spaceship, and that they regard this as the symbol of infinity. Um, and that the symbol also helps facilitate telepathic contact with the Elohim. So they wear, typically, well, um, realists will typically wear a medallion of the symbol around their neck so that they can communicate with the Elohim. Um, Wouldn't be caught anywhere. The the Raelian use of the swastika, you know, that symbol casually used by the Nazi party in the 30s and 40s, um, started garnering a lot of um, accusations that the cult was... uh, You don't say. Promoting fascism and racism. 
and so in 1992, they altered the symbol, replacing the central central swastika with a swirl. So like, it's a bunch of lines that like curve. They're like like a like a spinny swirl Mm -hmm. in the middle of the Star of David now. Okay. And they said that it was due to a request from the Elohim to change the symbol to help negotiations with Israel so that they could build their um, their uh, embassy and landing pad there. And, you know, having the swastika it wasn't really looking good when they were trying to negotiate oh, using their land. So, shit. Um, yeah. Could have told you that. So, yeah. So, um, so uh, today... Um, they say that uh, numbers, rough rough numbers, is that um, realism spans through about 90 countries. Oh, okay. And has about, like... It's like half the country. Like 80 to 95,000 followers Oy. that are active today. Okay. I can't be mad at it, though. I mean... It, it's, it's very conflicting. It's it an is- interesting way of getting to a more liberated society i suppose yeah because half of it it's just it's like for the common good yeah like i'm sorry i totally agree with teaching kids how to use condoms and yeah comprehensive sex education Not being ashamed of your body, allowing women to express themselves in their bodies as they please. Yep, free the nipples, like, I'm down for all of that. I don't agree that only the most pretty women in his group can only have sex with him, that's fucking weird, but sure. I mean, did you see him? Yes. (laughs) No, thank you. I will not. I'm a potato. (laughs) I'm a potato. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, like I said. conflicting. Because I'm not mad at it. I'm not. I'm not. No. <laughs> Some of the ways they get there is a little questionable. <laughs> it's a little strange. I guess yeah, it's a means to an end, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> mine's mine's so. a little bit more uh, trigger warning. Oh. Oh. Uh-oh. This one, it's like... It's strangeness mixed with like true crime almost but it's just more strange to me than it is like true crime i feel like cults are in that weird middle ground of that shit is so weird and creepy yeah that it feels paranormal yes like it feels like something else is going on oh like for sure freemasonry weirds me out that's what we talk about Uh i'm sure you do just and for a little second. Though. It's like super creepy. Like the yeah. freaking weird seances and shit they do. Supposedly yeah. back in the day, if not still, they like human sacrificing. Like things like that. Like to me, oops. To me, that's like leading. In, that's a something paranormal is happening there to make yeah. people want to do these things. That's yeah. weird. But then at the same time, it's like, okay, they're murdering people. Like it's very true crime at the same time. Yeah. And like... It's a lot of cult stuff where like the mass suicides and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Like it's not paranormal. It's creepy and weird that you were but able it's to like, convince it's the stuff that like the convincing. Yeah, like that you is, were like, able the to paranormal con- like, and that that yes. group think like cult mentality. Like yes. it's weird. 
It's weird. It's very strange. It feels paranormal in the sense that all these people are willing to believe in these weird things. Without an explanation. With no explanation and no, like, thought, like, no, Yes. you know, I mean, I know in some cases people do question things and then they might be offed or Mm -hmm. hidden or tortured or whatever, but like, yeah. It is. It's this weird realm of it's so creepy that it feels paranormal, but really I think it technically is a true crime thing. But Yeah. So my timeline bounces, just so you guys know. I'll try to remember when it bounces to kind of keep you guys informed. So trigger warning for sexual abuse, abuse, and suicide. Um, and this is the order of the solar temple i was gonna say the order of the phoenix but that was not right <laughs> it's the wrong cult the wrong <laughs> so the order of the solar temple is a cult and religious sect that is based on the knight the knight's templar templar tem- yeah templar whatever templar templar <laughs> so the knight's templar for those who don't know was an organization of christians who carried out a mission to protect european travelers visiting the holy lands while seeing to military operations. The order started in 1984 by Joseph D. Mambro and... Say it with gusto and it'll sound better. (laughs) I did yesterday. And Luke... Skywalker. (laughs) Jorette. In Geneva, which is a city in Switzerland. Genovia. I said that at first. I really was like, Genovia? It's a real it's place. A, no, and then not. I really read it and I was like, no, it says Geneva. Anyway, um, sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> historians believe that solar, uh, that the solar temple came from French author Jacques, Jacques, Jacques Breyer. Says this chick talk about she took one year of French, so I'll read all the French names and says Jacques. It's because I put J A C space Q. Oh my god, Jacques. I spaced it. My bad. Oh lord. Who made um? Who made uh? Sovereign the the of the solar temple in 1952. In 1968, it was re- renamed Renewed Order of the Solar Temple and was under leadership of Julian Oregos. Okay, so we're going to jump into Joseph de Mambro. So Joseph de Mambro discovered occultism. Did I say that right? Yeah. Yes, occultism in his 20s. And he was a cult member and established a way to meet other occultists yes called golden way foundation this is how he met luke who traded in becoming a doctor for spiritual healing so he was going into like medical doctor like medical school all those things and dropped it for spiritual healing the headquarters moved from geneva to zurich it's like the only one I know how to fucking pronounce, apparently, and it's felt even worse. Um, 33 members made up the council and regional lodges. Oh, I did not spell lodges right. For initiation ceremonies were in Switzerland, Canada, France, and more. The Solar Temple had a belief that the world would end in the mid-1990s. And because of this... 
the members believed achieving a higher spiritual plane was necessary. If you're catching the drift. So, September 30th, 1994. We're going to back that ass up, actually. Hold on. We're going to back that ass up. (laughs) Traveling Um, back in time. So, Joseph had convinced his followers that in his previous life, he was a part of the Knights Templar. He made them believe that his daughter was, quote, the cosmic child. Hmm. And like most cults, this one was based around power, sex, and money. Sex, you don't say. Yeah. (laughs) Um... Cult activities merged with early Christianity and with New Ageism, and here's your Freemason rituals! Yay! My favorite. Um, The rituals that are performed during work in a Masonic lodge that are... Oh, these... Sorry, the definition for Freemason rituals are rituals that are performed during work in a Masonic masonic lodge that are scripted words and actions and the pictures of these were frightening mm-hmm. like the cl- like the cloaks and the hoods the, cl- and the, the white dude. cloaks the hoods yeah. the fu- yeah like the sacrificial whatever the fuck was laying there mm-hmm. like it was fucking strange yep jorit began to deliver messages about catastrophic things that would end earth's existence sweet yeah he also convinced he also convinced the entirety of this that he was also part of the knights templar and that he himself was the third time reincarnation of jesus christ himself oh of course yeah third time third time yeah the second time was when he came out from the rock (laughs) (laughs) so jorette would engage in sexual activity with any of the women before a ritual was performed, oh, wow. saying it gave him spiritual strength for holy duties. Weird. Sounds like a common theme. Mm-hmm. Okay, now we're going back to September 30th, 1994. Oh, okay. Sorry. All right. Okay, so Joseph ordered Antonio and Nikki Dutoit and their three-month-old baby to be murdered. Oh, Christ. And this was because he believed them to be the Antichrist. Because their three-month-old son and his daughter shared a similar name. Oh, so you can only have Uh, one cosmic child not to be confused with... mm -hmm. Oh, criminy. Wow. And this started a whole ordeal. So in October of 1994, DeMambro and Jorick committed suicide oh along with followers the followers were found dressed in white ceremonial robes mm-hmm. they were either suffocated shot or drank pe- the not the pepto? poison yeah pepto <laughs> drank poison oh my god um, oh ew mm. hmm. go ahead continue um Joseph and Luke had told the members Earth was only an illusion and that they needed to shed their bodies and needed to go to a planet orbiting the star Sirius for afterlife. Going back to October of 1994, it was 53 members, but this was from both Canada and Switzerland. 
Okay. And how they either communicated with each other or just knew or whatever. They sent a letter. Has me just... They sent a pigeon. Yeah, something. A and cosmic child. Those, it was the 53 members that were murdered or committed suicide. Um, the buildings that the bodies were in was burned to the ground because that was the only way that their beings would go to the afterlife on the Sirius, on the uh-huh. star called Sirius. Yep. Um, Order of the Phoenix and Sirius Black. So, and then in 1995, 16 more members had killed themselves just out of it was their time? just a follow suit from the year before. Well, and then two years later, in March of 1997, five more did the same thing. Okay, but hear me out. I'm listening. <laughs> so, obviously, there was people who drank poison, so they willingly killed themselves. Mm-hmm. Then the other ones were sh- shot or strangled, mm-hmm. meaning... Asphyxiated w- or whatever, yeah. yeah. They were not probably willingly complying, so somebody had to stay behind to murder the ones that didn't comply with the poison. And then, probably, that second set offed themselves, and then you had a third set that had to make sure that all of the front from the second set offed themselves, and then they, yeah. Right? I mean, I see where you're going with it. So, there's an, I don't know what cult it was, it was another weird one where the woman said she was God and she'd been living for like 3,000 years. That's what they did. So when they did their mass suicide, mm-hmm. there was a group of um, nurses or something that they left behind that had to kill the people who weren't complying mm-hmm. uh, and then clean the place up and yeah. and then place all the bodies how they, need, they needed to be placed and then they killed themselves. So from what I read too, though, is that when the police got on scene for the burnt down building and found all these bodies and whatnot, they automatically knew something was not right. Of course, of course. But they have been looking into it for a murder investigation. Well, yeah, because somebody had to have stayed behind to burn the building. Well, yes. But and those people didn't as just... As far as I know, I mean, maybe it's, some people it's shot still an active investigation. Ooh. That's horrifying. Which is yeah, what bothered me the most, because yeah. it's like... It was... You already... It was, yeah. for, for me, it's like, you already know mm-hmm. the surrounding area of who could have done this. Mm-hmm. And how it was done, and yada, 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 but it's like... Yeah. How the fuck? But I think because the cult is still technically still going on to this day, it's still an ongoing yeah. investigation. Yeah. That's weird. Um, so, but this cult is actually most known for its high uh, suicide, it's like mass suicide and murder in the 1990s. So it's like, whenever you look, everything that I looked up on the internet, the first sentence was like mass suicide, 53 members and mm-hmm. all of this shit. I was like, oh. Like, that was the first sentence in every single article. And then it would, like, dive down into some of the history and shit. Yeah. Um, they also referred to Jesus Christ as the solar god king. Okay. And they believe that, uh, that the end of the world would be the second coming of Jesus Christ, 
Which confuses me because, because dude is the, the third, third reincarnation. Mm. No, so it's like weird. weird. How does that work out? Hmm. It doesn't. <laughs> yeah. No. Exactly. Mm. Messed up his own story. Uh, yeah. Um. So the peak following. So like I said, it's like from 1984 to what they believe is present. Um. The peak following is about 1,000, which I feel like it's a fairly reasonable number. It's not a ton of people. Yeah. It's not a scary amount of people. From 1984 until now, the death toll is 77. That includes the 53, the 19, and the 5. Got it. And that ended in the 90s. All right. Um, They recruited wealthy women, wealthy men, people who were accomplished and, like, well in there Freemason rejects mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. and I don't want to say luckily because that's not the right word but I believe this as like a plus for children only six children oh. were involved involved in the yeah the bad part about it that's good um, I guess other I children know. were actually able to negotiate and save their lives. And they, like, were in a building getting ready to be burned down. And they negotiated to whichever parent or whichever adult, and oh they let them out before the God. place got burned down. Holy shit. And it was about 12 children or something Holy, like that. Holy shit. Yeah. What the fuck? Um... But because, like, they believe that it is survived to this day, but no similar incidents have yet to been reported since the 90s, but there still is a possibility that it could hit at any point with how our calendar is supposed to be lined up. Got it. Yikes. Interesting. Yeah. All right. The third Jesus Christ. The third, fourth, fifth Jesus Christ. Uh, the we come from the Sirius star. No, they go. Oh, we go there. We're going. That's there. our. In that's the our afterlife. real. That's our real. That's our second life. That's our second coming of yeah ourselves. Well, that's weird. Yeah, I don't like it. No, nope. it, it that one to me was like really it falls on the fine line between yeah. paranormal and true crime. Well, it's like it, and that's the, like the basis of it is pretty it's paranormal like oh we actually when we die we go live here instead and this is where we get to be or i don't know whatever i just i don't know and then there's so many left like unanswered questions from it like where are you guys now is there even still a you guys left or did it end in 1997 with the last five people (gasps) you know like there's still people like I think it's the uh the Jim Jones, the people's whatever the fuck that one was called. Mm-hmm. I think the their website is still Yeah running. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like there's they th- suspect that there are still active members because somebody has to keep the website up. Mm-hmm. So it's cre it's weird. It's yeah. super creepy. It is. I mean I don't know. Like like of course it's weird because you're like, oh, well, people make their own decisions, people make their own choices or whatever, but it's like, 
but they're kind of not like they're being manipulated into oh, making these sure. decisions so it's like where you're like oh well to each their own it's like but it's kind of not they're being but i don't know it's weird i it's like it's conditioning it's yeah. for sure conditioning especially like how you said earlier people who need a sense of belonging yeah like yeah it's and especially for like younger people i feel like that's most of the targets like that i've really read about and that i've seen is like anywhere from like 18 to maybe 30 yeah because it's a very confusing time in people's lives i mean like yeah i mean definitely like a weird confusing time you're trying to find yourself but like I mean, they're, like, most of the time not going after people who have an easier time with, like, what's the word I'm looking for? Critical thinking? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, maybe, yeah, people who are having a rough time fitting in at college. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe don't have family don't have a stable family yeah like it's usually shit like that you know where they kind of find people like what i can't think of english words right now they kind of like prey on Mm -hmm. those vulnerabilities that people might have you know maybe you know but it's like i think back to when i was that age and like to hell if i ever would have got sucked into anything like that no you know what i mean but it's like like there's a special type of person they go after yeah and they know when they're barking up the wrong tree and then they stop trying and then Mm -hmm. they just keep trying to find people that are much easier to indoctrinate with into these like thought processes and Mm mm-hmm you know, some people are super gullible. Some people are, yeah. you know, need, yeah, need a home, need a family, need a sense of belonging. And, uh, I don't need that that bad. <laughs> no, thank you. Maybe us being codependent on each other, um, that be- helped ben- us enough. We benefited have our own us enough. We were our own. <laughs> we have our own cult. We're fine where we're at. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks, but no thanks. I also don't like people telling me what to fucking do or think. So it's like, yeah, that was never going to happen. No, thank you. Mm-hmm. I'm oh. agreeing. Oh, you <laughs> sounded sarcastic about yeah. it. I'm like, mm-hmm. my husband doesn't count. <laughs> no, I'm just thinking uh-huh. back right to dad's eyes. Oh, absolutely. How many times you fucking stood up for yourself and got your fucking door taken off the hinges. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd offer for you to sleep in my room so you'd have a sense of privacy. That did happen. Yeah. That did a, happen. Quite a few times. Yeah. So obviously. And uh, then on that note, guys, no, I'm just kidding. We were we were not meant to be cult cult people, cult members. Yeah. Um maybe cult leaders one day, but no, I'm just right? kidding. Maybe. Just not even I don't even like I don't like taking responsibility for other people. 
No, I totally get it. Like, no, thank you. Yeah, Please uh-huh. do not make this my <laughs> Please fault. Please don't even look at me. <laughs> <laughs> I want nothing to do with any of the decisions you make in your own personal life. Okay, thanks. That's bye. literally it. No, like, I literally thought, okay, I'm going to go to school. I'm going to be a therapist. And then realized, I don't want to fucking tell anybody what to do because I'm going to feel responsible if it doesn't work. Yeah. Or I'm going to feel responsible if they're past the point of help. Yeah. I don't want to feel responsible for anybody else's yeah. existence and what they do. Like, I I want to learn, think, like, why things happen or why people do the things they do. Like, I want to continue there. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want to try to That's tell people why, like, what they should do. My focus for school is, like, child and adolescent development. So I... Because I don't necessarily want to wanna... go into therapy or yeah. being a therapist, but... Children legitly are like my area of expertise. Yeah. So I feel like having my background in ECE and stuff, like it's going to be easier moving forward with my job and things like that. Like, even if becoming a teacher is what I end up doing, like a high school age teacher, even like a high school age counselor, like. Yeah. It's the first step in the rest of their lives, I guess. Yeah, I mean, definitely, I think, I kind of see things that way, too. Like, it's a more vulnerable time, a harder time, and having somebody to help guide you, probably help you make better decisions later in your life. Or so we think, you know? No, yeah. Versus, like, grown-ass adults that are gonna choose whether or not they're gonna do it or not yeah you know and it's like you can i yeah i feel like i think it's once help them guide yeah but i also feel like people who reach out to for therapy and help like they're obviously willing yeah to change you know so it's like i i'm i don't know i just don't i just don't like telling others what to do so i'm not gonna i decided against that yeah uh yeah all right, well, on that note, uh, we are well into an hour, so um, I finished Loki. It I was great, so finish it, and that's all I'm going to leave for nerd talk, because we, we got to go. Yeah, sorry, guys. <laughs> it, it's time. I got to get my kids home. You've heard enough of us today. Um, all right, well, um, you know the drill. Uh, you can find us on Facebook. I don't really post there, uh, but you can still find us there. It's there. Um, you can follow us on Instagram. That's where I engage mostly, um, at the creep and pod. You can DM us, uh, if you have any requests or if you have any personal stories you want to share or that we can share, um, for you on your behalf. We're glad to do it. Uh, you can also email us at the creep podcast at gmail.com. And um, if you would ever so kindly leave us some reviews on um, iTunes and I thought you could do Google. I'm not sure. I don't understand anymore. iTunes for sure you can. Um, Rate us, review us. um, And if you would kindly send us a screenshot in our DMs or in our email, uh, we will send you some stickers. Uh, So yeah, well, I think that's about it. So thank you for listening, and we will see you next week. Bye!